When summarized, the City of Denver's Youth Violence Prevention Plan is to maximize the talents and abilities of young people with the community, along with the protections currently available to keep youth healthy and safe. This, according to Youth Violence Prevention Coordinator Jonathan McMillan in the Office of Children Affairs of the City and County of Denver. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. Monday opens National Youth Violence Prevention Week when youth and teens across America take a collective stand against violence. The week was initiated following the loss of nearly 30 youngsters to gun violence in Sandy Hook Elementary School. It's built upon the Sandy Hook promise to, quote, protect America's children from gun violence in honor of the precious lives lost at Sandy Hook Elementary School. Initiated by Denver Mayor Michael Hancock in February, the city of Denver introduced its Youth Violence Prevention Comprehensive Plan. It takes a public health approach to mitigate youth violence across the city. On this edition, we gain insight to that plan and Youth Violence Prevention Week from its coordinator, Jonathan McMillan. Denver has taken a public health approach to youth violence prevention. Um, And that means that while we understand that there are components of criminal justice and law enforcement that absolutely belong at the table in an appropriate capacity, but there's also looking at the social determinants of, of health and what causes the conditions in which Violence is a, an option for our youth and, and community members. I'm really excited about being a part of the action table, which which helped put this uh, plan and this report together. But the the piece that I'm really excited about is that there there was youth voice involved in the process, and yeah. they were uh, a, a part of it as 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 equals and not just co-opt in their voice or if they're in a in a, a peripheral capacity. So with them a part of the process then uh the table got a real good idea on what could work, what the responsiveness may be, the acceptability may be, and then you're able to hold those youth up as making a positive contribution to the community, which others can do as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I, I tell people all the time, and they're probably tired of hearing me singing the song, but it's the tune that I know. Uh, One of the best parts of my week is being able to meet with these young people to hear their perspectives as to what causes the violence, and then to hear their perspectives and their ideas about what the solutions should and could be. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I spent months and months over the last over twenty throughout twenty twenty and earlier this year working with them to help them get to understand how policy is is created and drafted and in in holding space making and holding space for them at various tables so that their voices could be a part of the process. You struck my curiosity immediately when the youth are letting you know. What causes the violence? Okay, what are they saying? What it boils down to is mental illness and poor mental health. One of the youth, just it, it just struck me as, as boy, um, just so revealing when they said that any time that a person resolves to 
try to solve a problem with violence in that moment that's a breakdown of a of a person person's mental health whether it's a simple street fight whether there's a weapon involved even when there's uh argument or a a threat of violence or uh not just being not being able to to resolve this in in a polite manner uh th- that's violence and that that shows that in that moment uh there's there's a breakdown in in that person's capacity to problem solve in a, in a healthy way and in that right in itself is is a symptom of of a mental health condition even in the moment not to say that all crazy people or that a person is crazy but it is just it's saying that in that moment you're you you you're you're using violence as as a an expression of of a of a mental disorder at that moment. Yeah, I, I know that's what we're saying on the uh, on the other side of the table uh, now with the police department of sending a mental health professional instead of an officer to do some of that uh, domestic violence work and domestic work, which leads to all kinds of things when an officer shows up instead of a mental health person. And so, what I hear you saying is that we have to also develop stronger mental health and mental health outreaches to strengthen kids, to steer them away or know, or let them know that there are other uh, solutions available than violence. Absolutely. So, uh, again, the, the young people who I'm working with are just incredible as, as they recognize that, you know, whether it's, it's a chronic situation around mental disorders and, and mental illness, or it may just be an acute response to a situation, uh, we, yeah. we begin to walk that backwards and, and look upstream to what causes causes that, that incident and that conflict in which violence is, has been chosen as, as the response. And they recognize uh, it, it, it in two prongs. One is the communities which are most impacted by youth violence are also the communities which have been affected by let's just be real institutional and, and systemic racism and yeah. so there's a lot of factors that contribute from an environmental domestic educational uh economic perspective which can drive a person to have uh, unhealthy levels of stress uh, and and that can happen generationally and so, yeah. um, you know, it, 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 they're looking at okay, how do we start to address these these, these systemic issues that are that are driving people to to feel as though violence is an appropriate response, but then also understanding that for so long in America, uh, we have stigmatized what mental illness looks like. We have not necessarily invested um, on, on so many different levels the appropriate amount of resources to for people to to uh, uh, seek out mental health support. And one of the ideas that that the young people have came up with, and I'm, I'm working furiously to to get these these ideas supported, is yeah. normalizing mental health. Um, education as early as kindergarten all the way through 
through 12th grade. Just like really? school, school districts uh, require young people to participate in, in some form of PE, physical education, uh, why don't we do the same thing with mental health education so that it's not stigmatized and so that their peers can recognize when one of one of their their peers are, are struggling or having issues, they can either step in with the appropriate, say, mental health first aid or uh, help that young person connect with a professional at another level or, uh, you know, it, it just respond in, in, in a, an appropriate fashion. And to me, that, that just, it feels like, wow, that, that's such an easy answer. Now it's my responsibility to start to build the framework for that to be made into a reality. National Youth Violence Prevention Week is next week, and I understand you may have some things planned around that that you plan on on introducing and rolling out that people need to know about. National Youth Violence Prevention Week uh, came in the wake of Sandy Hook, um, the Sandy Hook massacre and tragedy, and I have always viewed the 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 absolute necessity of yes raising awareness about um, the situation that our young our young folks are facing, but also understanding that uh, there's many young people all across the country, but you know as we talk specifically about Denver, who um, are, are living in situations where violence is the everyday reality of of their lives, and. Right. In order to, um, I guess, spotlight that reality, um, I, I have always advocated for Youth Violence Prevention Week as a opportunity for us as the adults to double down on our commitment to our young people and to create opportunities for us to recognize what is it that we can do a little bit better to make this world a lot better for our, our and safer and healthier for our young people. So I'm looking at, uh, we have some community organizations next week who have uh, stepped up to the plate to recognize um, community members uh, who are doing the work of the survivors who have been impacted city agencies that are going to be highlighting some of the work that they they do uh, that on the upstream end really impacts the the reduction of violent incidents in the young people's lives. How can people uh, learn what the things you have planned and how can they participate? Is that something they need to go to your website for? So uh, as of Friday, the uh, we're releasing, the, the city is releasing uh, a RFP for community and that's a request for proposals uh, for community-based organizations to uh, apply for funding to, again, build capacity and to begin programs that address uh, the protective factors that are recognized by the Center for Disease Control that uh, reduce violence. So uh, let me back up for just a second. Uh, As I mentioned, the, the the Denver plan is really rooted in what we call the public health approach. And that public health approach means that uh, the Center for Disease Control several years ago recognized violence as preventable as most diseases. And it's as preventable as 
much as you look at whatever protective factors are recognized to re- to reduce and prevent violence and what risk factors are out there that we need to address to eliminate the risk of violence. And so Denver has taken that approach of identifying or working with CDC to identify what those risk and protective factors are and then working to build our, our framework to, again, eliminate and reduce as many risk factors as possible and to enhance and amplify as many protective factors as possible. One of the strategies we're doing is this release of funding to go to the community-based organizations is asking them to uh, build their programming uh, that that amplifies those protective factors, like uh, helping parents and families get support to engage in pro-social activities with with their youth. Uh, getting, uh, pr- creating opportunities for uh, youth to feel more connected to the communities and the neighborhoods in which they in which they live. Um, so that's that that's going out Friday or that went out on on Friday that request for proposals for funding. Um, yeah. Earlier, uh, just about a month ago, there was a request for proposals for this for youth pop up event. So uh, I don't know if if your audience remembers last year, there was a series of what we called at that time safe zones. Uh, There was about 20 of them that happened throughout the metro area last summer um, that really created opportunities for young people to come out, engage in some some activities like the gaming truck, video game truck, uh, pop-up movie screens. Uh, There were some football tournaments that happened. Uh, and we saw we saw immediately that it helped. The, there was an immediate reduction of violent incidents with young people, and so the people who are smarter than me said, "Let's double down on that." And so the yeah. city put together a budget, a little a budget to support and and scale the the those events. And this year, we're looking at hosting uh, upwards to eighty, if not more, of those events. And we've uh, invited the community organizations to apply for funding to host those events. Uh, and then the one I'm most excited about is when the Mayor's Youth Commission, in partnership with, I want to say, six to seven or maybe even eight different youth organizations in the city of Denver, are sitting down for a virtual youth summit around youth violence prevention. On this edition, our focus is Youth Violence Prevention Week and insight to the City of Denver's Youth Violence Prevention Plan. Our guest is Youth Violence Prevention Coordinator Jonathan McMillan. You can check out the plan along with the activities plan for Youth Violence Prevention Week online at their website, denvergov.org slash youth violence prevention. And we'll continue to delve deeper into the Youth Violence Prevention Plan ourselves on our next edition. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch, stay in your game, and when going out, remember to mask up and keep your spacing. And we do thank you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.